0: Tell your friends, the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Max show. And, you know, Mark, I noticed this before we even got started. There was a story breaking last night. that was a follow-up to what we had on the show last Friday. Oh? About uh, two guys in a plane. Oh. Remember, they were going to they're going to nosedive the planes, and then the pilots are going to fly out, you right. know, and yeah. jump out of each plane. Well, you know what happened last night.
1: Uh, I know they were going to do it yesterday, but I didn't see the end re- end report. Yeah, it didn't go well. Oh no, it didn't go well. One one of the planes crashed. Oh no.
0: Yep. As they put them into that, uh, they were they were started fifteen thousand feet. Point both planes towards the ground. The pilots were going to jump out. And, you know, change planes and then land them. Mm-hmm. Well, while they jumped out, one of the planes started spiraling out of control. Oh, no. And so one guy made it to his plane. The other guy had a parachute. And yeah. so he made it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So plane crashed. Both guys safe. But there you go.
1: Ah, Well, I hate that it didn't work out for him. I saw a rehearsal, though, they, yeah. uh, where they, they had GoPros strapped on and they, uh, <laughs> and they jumped from one plane to another. But the planes had pilots in them. Um, right, so that <laughs> I guess that's gonna gonna be the only way you can rehearse and not crash a plane. You know, <laughs> there you go, pretty much. So it didn't end the way they
0: wanted it, and uh, the FAA actually turned down the stunt. So I don't know what's going to happen. Hmm. You know,
1: hmm.
0: interesting. I don't know if they did it anyway. It just said that they had denied the request, okay, to do hmm. the stunt. Wow. But you know, they did it anyway. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but well, I just, just thought I'd let you know. They will be remembered. LifeRadio.fm. Dave Mack playing Johnny Cash today. <laughs> hear that train coming, rolling around the bend. I ain't seeing the sunshine.
1: Okay, like I'm I'm wheel. hearing things. All right, <laughs> leave uh, me alone. Stuck in Bolson Prison. <laughs> <laughs> I was hearing this roar, and I said, I "Do you hear keep a train dragging on?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I see that thing, that light coming. I know there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's oh, a no. Train.
1: <laughs> hey, Fred, what did that sign say? <laughs> <laughs> only way. Only <laughs> way? <laughs> That's one oh. way, Fred. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
0: Feeling a little Bert and Ernie-ish today. Did you oh, notice that uh, in Kentucky, they passed the Fairness in Women's Sports Act and now requires students to only participate in sports that correspond with, and this is the line I hate, their sex assigned at birth. Assigned. You are not assigned a gender. Uh You are born a gender, you know? I can't. Anyway, they made the right call, but it's like the wording is wrong. You're Mm -hmm. not assigned a gender at birth. You're born. It's not like you get, you know, it's not like the doctor says, you know what, I've delivered four boys today. This is going to be a girl. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what he has. He's a boy. That's a girl. And it's not how it works. No, it's not unbelievable. But anyway, at least they're, they're banning males from competing in women's sports, which I've always thought was a good idea because I've said this many times, but I didn't know it until I was in my mid to late twenties and played in a charity basketball game and the team that we had, we had like this all-star, uh, college, you know, going to play in the WNBA kind of player. Okay. Female. Yeah. And you know, they were talking about how great she was and all that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I was excited. I really was. And they're like, Dave, you get to guard her. I'm like, really? (laughs) Come on, guys. Do you think I'm the only guy that needs to be embarrassed out here today? I'll, I'll, you know, I I sprained my ankle at practice. I think I ought to take a pass today. (laughs) I didn't want to get there and be embarrassed by her. Right. Yeah. But I played. I played her. She didn't score a point. I stole the ball from her whenever I wanted. I thought, is she not playing right? And I thought, no, this is as good as she is. It's like I was a 28-year-old three-pack-a-day smoker at the time. Oh, man. And, yeah, I'm like, come on. And, you know, Rusty was on the same team with me. He's smoked more than i did i you know i just quit drinking i barely could walk without shaking and you know <laughs> i was like come on anyway so i thought for a long time if you've got a guy who's not good enough to play varsity sports in high school but you need money for a scholarship let him play girl sports you know
1: <laughs>
0: i identify as a woman really but i love to have my but i like my beard yeah. that's what i really <laughs> oh like i like my gosh. beard and, uh, well, okay. So Dave, what are you? I, I am a lesbian trapped in a man's body. Wow. Okay. okay. There you go. So that explains your prom date being a girl, but yeah. you're playing girl sports. Okay. Uh, got it.
1: Yeah. It used to be a joke and now yes. they're making a joke out of science. I mean, let's there just ignore go. medical science for, I don't know. How many centuries of medical science yes. <laughs> that's been established that we've known? I mean, we've known forever, but no, yes. it's inconvenient now because, well, it hurts yes. people's feelings because of what they imagine. Uh-huh. And here we go. We're back to that whole vain imagination thing again that we've mm-hmm. talked about before, where it's raising itself up against reality and against against God. Because mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah. God made a mistake. Right. Was it God or the doctor? Or was it your crazy brain? I want to be a unicorn, Mark. Really? Well, congratulations. Yeah, out in the woods. <laughs> congratulations. You can be a unicorn. Go right ahead. Let's go. Call the
0: family at P.T. Barnum and tell them I want them to put me on display. <laughs> and let's see how many people will pay to see me. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. And, Mark, the U.S. Navy kills drone Mm -hmm. with electric powered laser for the first time Uh and i have to tell you that i saw parts of this story you know fleeting how you'll see a headline and i gotta go back to that later and i kind of got stuck in my head and ended up looking up Nikola Tesla and the death ray. Okay, just letting you know ahead. <laughs> because of, the time of course you did. A <laughs> hundred
1: years ago, he figured out how to do this. So, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, the U.S. Navy has deployed a new electric laser weapon with massive defensive upside. The weapon can take lethal and non-lethal measures to disable or destroy targets. The laser was mounted on the deck of a warship and tested on a drone. Given the laser is all electric and has no explosive power, it's a it's at lower risk of. ...causing a catastrophic accident than traditional explosive rounds. The U.S. military has experimented with lasers in the past, but previous attempts were based on chemicals. They were all chemical-based lasers. Another benefit of going electric is the laser has a theoretically unlimited supply of ammunition, so long as the ship it's on has power... Speaking of lasers, the chief of uh, naval research, Rear Admiral Lauren Shelby, said they represent transformational capabilities to the fleet, address diverse threats, and provide precision engagements. During the February test, the electric laser successfully disabled a drone meant to represent a hostile missile. Lockheed Martin expects that future laser technologies will be used across air, ground, or sea. This is what
0: Leonard was working on back on Big Bang Theory in That's, 2011. Yeah, that the, you know? that the government stole from him. Yeah, yeah. There you go. because And he was copying Nikola Tesla. So there you have it. Now, <laughs> the one thing I'm kind of concerned about here is the weapon can take lethal and non-lethal measures. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay, lethal weapon? I saw that movie. <laughs> non-lethal weapon? I ain't going. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It is the mark and mac show last week you were mocking when
1: i mentioned CrimeCon, con and you stopped me and said, what is it i wasn't yeah. mocking i was just curious <laughs> because it evoked this image of okay it's comic con with crime mm-hmm. that's weird right you know that's exactly what it is <laughs> but i didn't
0: okay i didn't think of it much before because in my other world that is what i do and so when you brought that up i thought I wonder how jacked up my real world is, okay? When I don't divide it up, and I noticed, you realize how many things I have on my Facebook feed that had to do with Crime Con. I'm talking like every other picture is somebody excited about Crime Con. Oh, we're examining, and by the way, panel discussions at Comic Con a big deal. Crime Con even bigger. Oh my goodness! I actually, I've actually been invited to sit on a couple of panels at CrimeCon. Con, <laughs> and. Uh, funny. I'm looking at some of the posts and comments and things. I'm like, I know all these people. I got to stop. I got to stop. There's going to, I'm going to end up owning not a comic book store, but a crime con store or something. At some point, I'll hire Stewart to work for me part time. And we'll just hang around (laughs) discussing murder. You know? Wow. Life Radio. FM, the Mark and Max Show. Good to have you with us today, and uh, we do notice a lot of you are telling your friends, and we appreciate it. Just throwing it out there. Thank you for sharing yeah. Life Radio with somebody today. Yeah. Um, Mark, do you remember we were golfing at the place now that's no longer a golf course oh. because we did we did so. Bad at that golf course. We ruined it, man. They had to make a
1: subdivision out of it.
0: Oh my goodness! But can you imagine? Can you imagine if you bought a house and in the backyard you're going, this grass is nicer than any grass I've ever had in my life, and you're like, well, that used to be the 17th green, you know?
1: Good luck taking care of that.
0: Yeah. No, uh, you can't put a tree in that hole. It's got the flag. Just leave the fiberglass pole there. And if you put the riding lawnmower on it, you're just going to make gruts in it. So don't do that. My goodness. Bless our Hearts anyway, (laughs) but I hit a goose one time or a big duck. I don't even remember what it was, but you know, because you know, when you actually are walking a golf course and you see something that looks like somebody brought a pack of wild dogs through there and did their business all over the fairway, (laughs) yeah, and you realize I don't see any dogs, but I see a lot of birds, a lot of big that's a goose, okay, because geese do the number like the dogs, yeah, they do crazy as crazy can be, yeah, it is. But we were playing one time and there were some geese away they were way way down and it was like it was the same day i think i hit the dude, the old man on the golf cart because there was no way i'm gonna hit this thing and i blasted that thing and it hit the goose and man i thought he was gonna attack because those you know geese can get really weird
1: about themselves you know oh geese are very territorial and it doesn't matter where they are and I, I don't know if you right. run into them you, if you just run into oh geese ah! and the next thing you know, know you're being chased
0: man. you know <laughs> ever since the golf course no i see a goose and i hop back in the car i
1: don't play duck duck goose okay (laughs) no i don't play that game no it's duck duck ah, run (laughs) we ran into the same situation once in in uh I was at, It's Cherokee, North Carolina. We went through the Smoky Mountains park over to Cherokee, and we got out and we're looking at some things and ran across a goose or, or a couple of geese. And Jane was like, oh, look, geese. <laughs> Next thing you know, <laughs> the goose is chasing her, right? Wow. <laughs> well, a Florida woman now understands how territorial geese can be. After um, her little tense encounter with a very territorial goose was caught on camera in a Florida parking lot. A TikToker named Victoria Willard (laughs) posted the video explaining that she initially started recording the aggressive bird in the parking lot of her workplace in Jacksonville after her shift supervisor uh, reported the goose attacked him while he was walking to the building. Victoria filmed as another fell victim to the goose's territory, apparently coming a bit too close to the goose's nearby nest, which caused the mama bird to attack the woman and chase her through the parking lot. As the woman tried to escape the goose, she dropped numerous items until another driver came to the rescue, pulling their vehicle between the woman and her attacking goose, (laughs) allowing her to retrieve her belongings. In a follow-up video, Victoria said the goose's egg finally hatched and the gosling has been seen wandering around the parking lot too. She says, wow. finally, now we can get to work safely each morning. <laughs>
0: wow. I would have had an omelet and it would have been all over. Talk about that goose being cooked. Yep. <laughs> FM, Mark and Mac show. And, you know, I think there is a statistic of a number of people in the United States that have dropped their phone in a toilet, but I don't believe it because... I would bet two-thirds of the people who have done it would not admit it because they're still using the phone. <laughs> that's now, true, yes. around the world, it, because we forget how much better we are at things than other parts of the mm-hmm. world, because in other parts of the world, if you drop your cell phone in a toilet, it might be down a hole where there's a mm-hmm. huge snake-like thing from Star Wars that's going <laughs> to attack you, okay? So just throwing it out there that, you know... <laughs> They just counted it as, oh, I lost it. <laughs> you know, I don't know where it went. You're
1: talking about but, Australia again, aren't you?
0: <laughs> uh, actually, I was thinking of India. I was thinking of Raj
1: and all those people. That's what I was That's thinking what about. what you were thinking I about?
0: Thought, <laughs> yeah. Well, fire, anyway.
1: Firefighters in Brennan, Washington came to the rescue of a woman who fell and got stuck in uh, what's called a vault toilet after attempting to retrieve her <sighs> cell phone. Now, very Mark, briefly, a. a yes please explain a vault toilet is is basically a fancy outhouse that's what it is it's a it's a hole a big hole in the ground and in this case it's a big hole in the ground with a tank that is that is removed from time to time and taken somewhere and emptied that's what it is that's a vault toilet yes
0: no if you know what if my phone fell in that it would just be dug up years later yes, when they're exactly looking in the right.
1: vault, you know? <laughs> it would be at whatever landfill or whatever. They, uh. they dump it in, yeah. Um, Brennan rescuers said the woman who's in her 40s was using that toilet when she dropped the phone inside. She reportedly tried to dismantle the toilet, taking the seat off, ah! taking the what housing apart to go get her phone. She used her dog's leashes to help support her while she was trying to fish the phone out. But they failed, and she slid into the toilet and head first. <laughs> she then used her she used her cell phone to call 911 after about 20 minutes in an attempt to climb out. So not only did she drop in, drop it in there. She fell in it head first. She picked the phone up and used it. <laughs> Firefighters it, found her inside. <laughs> assessed the situation ah, and then pulled her to safety now wow. here's the next part this goes back to what you were saying before the woman told rescuers she was not injured and did not want to be taken to a hospital <laughs> the firefighters no walked, said she was washed down and given a Tyvek suit to wear and then was strongly encouraged to pursue medical attention after being exposed to all that human oh. waste yeah uh, they said she just wanted to leave and travel back to california <laughs> and she was wow extremely fortunate not to be overcome by toxic gases or sustained some sort of injury <laughs> okay mrs
0: shawshank where did you <laughs> stop and bathe come on so
1: have you detoxed the car yet that's what i want to know oh, <laughs> oh, oh the phone she still has the phone yes <laughs>
0: LifeRadio.fm, the mark and mac show and mark was just telling me about this really cool remote control motor or uh, mower uh-huh. that will mow your what's it called luba, it,
1: luba. yeah i'm uh-huh. scanning facebook and this ad pops up says it's, yeah. luba beautifully cut your lawn effortlessly <laughs> effortlessly that's because you've been looking up stuff about your lawnmower okay mm, maybe so yeah. That's well, yeah and it's also technology so that's another thing sure. yeah. yeah yeah a beautiful okay. lawn doesn't have to be hard meet luba perimeter wire-free robot lawnmower its leading technology wow. will take care of the lawn so you can enjoy your weekends man it's it's this funky looking little thing it looks like a shrunk up f1 race car yeah all i can think of is out where i live out in the boonies where i live that would last maybe a month before somebody drove by and said what's that and his part of his buddy would say i don't know shoot (laughs) it i'm
0: just thinking that we would have like people parading out there with their pitchforks and torches
1: (laughs) thinking you were a witch you know (laughs) next thing you know they'd be throwing me in a well to see if i float life radio.fm
0: the mark and max show and you know a couple of minutes ago you're talking about the remote control lawnmower thing right and yeah. i know that they it's not like they are new i mean i remember back in the day you know people coming up with different ways to like tie a rope to their mower you know and yeah. self propelled mowers mm-hmm. and let them go and so i mean it was kind of interesting but And I think about it, it's like when one year I saw the amount of money that Americans spend on their lawn, you know, to make your grass grow uh, greener and faster and all that. And the amount of money we spend on lawnmowers. And I'm thinking, if you really, really wanted to make this a big deal, you would find the grass that grew the slowest, look the greenest. But didn't have to be mowed, but once a year, you know, that's the that's the grass I want. That's it. it grows right there yeah. so slow yeah. that you mow it at the beginning of the season, and that's it. You mow <laughs> it at the end, and you're done. I mean, yeah. if we that, I'm telling you, that's a party. I'd eat that cake all day.
1: Wow. And the odds are that there is a grass like that, but it's so ugly, <laughs> you know. Just oh, you know, it's, and I know as long as it's green, you know, that's probably yeah. what matters for that. So matter. really, what yeah. we need. What we need is a can
0: of spray paint and whatever that ugly grass is or <laughs> better yet yeah, yeah. do it. I had a neighbor in California. I'm not kidding. The guy paved, he, he put cement all over his front yard mm-hmm. and then he painted it green yeah. and he painted the walkway. Like, you know, it was all paved over, yeah. but he had like little plant things out there, a little That's shrubbery and That's then funny. he painted a little white place, you know, where it looked like sidewalk. And mm-hmm. if you stepped on his green spot, he would yell at you. Wow because we would cut across there to go to, for trick-or-treating you know and he, he was one of the he was that old guy you know that yeah you know the, the dark socks and sandals and you're running uh-huh. across his yard to get in there for halloween and yeah. he put a sign up, no trick-or-treaters allowed had his light off and all that you know uh, yeah yeah crazy get off my yard guy it but the, it's the, like but you don't have a lot yeah on.
1: <laughs> get off my paint i was thinking was it uh which movie was it was it it was one of the back of the future movies the principal um get off my grass you slackers you know remember that uh, guy was he the yeah. principal that's yeah. who it was <laughs> 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 sitting on his front porch with a shotgun screaming at everybody <laughs> get off my lawn it's not a lawn click, click, yes sir mark and mac mornings only on life Radio.fm. life
0: radio.fm the mark and max show and hey a big heads up to those of you who are uh just now leaving the talladega super speedway uh, <laughs> after the race yesterday it was shake and bake at the end of the race yesterday i don't know if you saw it no i didn't um but it the, you got a 500 mile race that gets won on the last lap okay wow. just yeah. throwing it out there yeah. if you didn't see it go and watch it i'm sure it's on youtube right now excellent race but uh the day like a lot of people you know the, it's the largest free camping ground in the US I think on Talladega race weekend yeah and uh, a lot of people of course leave you know after the race that evening uh, but those who don't have to be back wherever today will wait and they'll get up this morning and mm-hmm. be heading out and so if that's you hey good for you thanks for coming hope hopefully, hopefully you'll be back you know you
1: know if you drive uh, by you drive by the Tele- Talladega super speedway Right mm-hmm. after all of the RVs leave, uh, which is the time to go by, not while all the RVs are leaving, yeah. because because right. you'll be calling work saying, hey, I'm going to be late. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you ain't making it. You ain't making it. But if, if, if right after the campground's emptied or right before a race, what you see is this big open area mm-hmm. covered with porta-potties. There's yeah. porta potties yeah. all over the place. Oh yeah. And I can't help but wonder how many cell phones got dropped <laughs> during the oh, buddy. <laughs>
0: I got a feeling out there they don't use the porta potties <laughs> as much as you'd think. But you yeah. know, I will tell you the one thing, and I I probably tell this at least once a year. Mm. But when I was a little kid growing up in Southern California, driving from uh, Placentia, which is in Orange County, to North Hollywood where my grandparents lived, was... That- was um uh, we did it every other week and i loved it because when we would drive whatever freeway it was i mean i was a little kid i don't know uh but we would drive by uh, dodger stadium mm. dodger stadium was on top of the hill um and when we were on our way there mark my brother and i would you know we'd be looking at the stadium if the the dodgers were at home at, had a home game And we're like, if they hit a home run, will it land on us? We're on the freeway. We're only, I don't know, a half mile away. Come on, you know, but we were kids. And I just remember that was so exciting. You know, even when there wasn't a game going on, that was Dodger Stadium, man. It was really cool. Dodger blue. I mean, it was really a cool thing. Well, flash forward years later, and I'm doing a, a country morning show in Birmingham, Alabama And the head of the Talladega Super Speedway was there, it was race week, and we're talking to him about it. And at the time, when you drove along I-20, you knew where the exit, there are two exits to get off I-20 to go to the Talladega Super Speedway. Yeah. And the freeway, the I-20 was lined with, uh, you know, big, huge trees. And just behind the trees, you could see a little bit of camping going on, you know, but you Mm. couldn't see the track from I-20. And I told Grant, I was like, you know, when I was, I told him the story about, you know, seeing Dodger Stadium. And I'm like, you know, if you guys cut down those trees, you could see the speedway from I 20. I would, I think it's, you're missing a marketing move, you know, by not doing that. And I'm not kidding. Before the next race, those trees were down and now you can (laughs) see it. Before then, you could not see the track. Wow. And, I mean, think about it. One one memory from my childhood has changed the view of countless millions of people that drive along I-20. How about that? There you go. Hmm. Yeah. That's why, because it didn't used to be that way. Uh, before then, you couldn't see it. Now, now, I will tell you that one of the exciting things about it to me, when you see uh, race week at the Talladega Super Speedways, now you can see all of the people that camp mm-hmm. uh, along there, along yeah. the interstate. You know, again, yeah. it used to have that big. The big tree line there, and you right. couldn't really see, you know. Right. That's what I was talking Now about, you can. Yeah. 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 Now you, like the porta potties you can see them everywhere. And, <laughs> boy, they are everywhere. now. Yeah, they are. It's like today. Now, today and tomorrow, you'll see them gathering up the trash bags and things right. like that. Yeah. But all in all, it, it's always, uh, it's one of those things I tell folks all the time. If you've never been to a race at the Talladega Super Speedway, you need to go. Yeah. And, you know, it's because 75% of the tickets are sold out of state. And a lot of people that have never been, just like they've never been to the uh, big Alabama fans that have never been to Tuscaloosa mm. or Auburn fans that have never been south of Montgomery, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but anyway, I will just tell you that Talladega Super Speedway, uh, the rate, it's not just go fast, turn left. No. Yeah. Um, once you have driven a car over 150 miles an hour, yeah. yeah it, it's yeah. a lot better than it that. It is. You yeah, know? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> life Radio. FM, the Mark and Max show. And a couple of minutes ago, talking about the Talladega super speedway and all that and Dodger stadium. The reason I was actually, they came to mind was because of the story we have out of Huey Town, because Hueytown, Alabama is <laughs> like the home of the Alabama gang. Yeah, you know, Huey Town yeah. is legendary. When you think of, uh, when you think of stock car racing, you think of the Talladega super speedway, but you also, you think of Hueytown.
1: Yeah, you do. Yep. A lot of great racers came out of there. They really did. Yep. Well, now, and a a not so wonderful story out of Hueytown, Alabama. (laughs) I know
0: that's what I was thinking. I wonder, you know, when when we were talking about back in the
1: day when Hueytown had all these guys, you know, yeah,
0: Yeah. they're not there anymore. No, 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 I
1: don't think so. An Arby's restaurant employee in Hueytown, Alabama, was fired and arrested after allegedly throwing hot grease at a customer Saturday. Ooh. The, the Hueytown Police Department said officers responded to a report of an altercation between a customer and an employee at the Arby's at River Square Plaza at about 3.15 p.m. Upon arriving, they learned the worker threw hot grease at a drive through customer. The customer suffer, uh, suffered burns Ooh. and was taken to UAB Hospital in Birmingham. A spokesperson for the restaurant said the employee was immediately terminated and they are cooperating with the police. Police said wow. the worker was taken into custody at the scene as an investigation continues. No word yet if any charges have been filed. They could be by Man. now, but uh, yeah. after the incident, the restaurant closed while the company began its own investigation.
0: And Throwing they, hot grease. I just got to wonder if they were able to slip the uh, you know handcuffs on or if it was
1: too slippery uh, and greasy. Oh, oh you
0: know? wow. Not, not something no. you expect to hear out of an
1: arby's you know no no actually i don't think i've ever heard of a customer altercation at a harby at an arby's mm-hmm. you at mackie d's yeah you hear that all yeah. a lot in other chains but yeah. arby's not arby's i mean arby's just always seems to have a
0: i don't know just better <laughs> employees yeah. I, yeah I hate to say that if if y'all work at mcdonald's and we're not knocking no, that it's no, just it's just you, you don't know, ever see Arby's the videos see on
1: YouTube it. of of employees at the at Arby's coming over the counter after somebody, <laughs> <laughs> and you I do. I we will now, though. Yeah, you probably will.
0: <laughs> Arby's. What do you think about that? <laughs> How bad did that guy have to, or the person in drive-thru have to be, that the person inside the store threw hot grease? I don't know. I mean,
1: and. <sighs> wow. I'm a little freaked out at that, man. Yeah. Uh, maybe time for Arby's to. Kind of take a closer look at their hiring practices as well. Actually, I'm well. thinking,
0: dude, you know, the one thing you have to, to realize, you don't mess with the people who are making your food. Mm-mm, you know, no, if, if you're in the drive through. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. That's the only child you got other than to have because you're going to end up with some different secret sauce if you that's don't. True. You know,
1: and, and that well, that that's what you used to have to worry about. You used to have to worry about what might be on your burger if you ticked off the guy in the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. Now you have to worry about whether or not you're going to go to a hospital. Wow.
0: Liferadio.fm, Mark and Max show. During the music, Mark and I were talking about the Arby story from a couple of minutes ago, okay? Yeah. It, first of all, Arby's Hueytown, Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's the location. And you have a story of a drive through Somebody orders something in the drive through They get into an altercation with the worker inside the Arby's. The Ar- Arby's worker throws hot grease on them. Wow. And a- after we did the story, Mark and I were sitting there going, wait a minute, okay? Yeah. Well, um, you- a couple things. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to know, if you're ordering food out, you don't tick off the people who mess with your food. Right, yeah. I mean, that's like rule number one, okay? Mm, yeah. Because you just don't know what they're going to do. But... The worker inside, Mark, I've never worked fast food. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. But I did own a small restaurant one time. And I remember the, you know, the, the grease fat fire and mm-hmm. all that, that mm-hmm. stuff was a always hot, yep. always nasty, yep. you know, and it was like to get hot grease. I'm thinking the effort this employee went to, Yeah, there was a lot of opportunity yeah. to cool down and say, I won't do it. Right. You would think or so. other employees that saw what this individual was doing. We yeah. don't know if the worker was male or female. We no. don't know. But we do know this th- because they are not robots running around there. They've got more than one employee watching mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Yeah. Why? So yeah. Surely somebody could have said, hey, what are you doing? Putting on the big gloves to grab the grease. Yeah. That's just crazy stuff. Crazy. Dip. He's dipping a metal cup in there. Uh-huh. He's walking yeah. back. I mean, trying yeah. not to spill it on people, and yeah. then flinging it. On mm-hmm. top of flinging it, you got to get it out that small little window. Uh-huh. Yeah, and get it inside the car. I mean, they can barely do that when they hand you the bag. <laughs> That's true.
1: That's true. And I told you want
0: some real army sauce. Here's some fresh sauce right here. Wow.
1: And I told you about the uh, there was a Jack's Jack's Hamburgers is a local chain here to our area, um, and uh, it's it's across the southeast, but. The the Jack's Hamburgers nearest me and uh, near where I live had an accident a few week a few months ago where some employee got ticked off and decided the way to express their dissatisfaction with their work environment was to drive their minivan through the front ha- front part of the building. <laughs> <laughs> it was an employee, not a customer. It was an employee. An employee wow. was was hacked off about something and uh, drove. <laughs> and I'm thinking about the way this thing is oriented to the street. They had to jump the curb. They had mm-hmm. to jump a second curb in front of the restaurant and then smash through the front of the restaurant, taking out the big windows in the front and the fireplace and tables mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. They had to really mean to do what they did <laughs> when they did it. <laughs> just couldn't wait for that Saturday morning employee meeting. Could no, you? no, uh-uh. that's it. That's it that's my last day. I'm out wow. smash. Yeah. <laughs> You want two week notice here.
0: <laughs> Liferadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show and Mark we what? Kind of stuck on this hot grease at Arby's, you know, but you were talking about you can um the, the people that would have that kind of argument, you kind of picture them at a waffle house at three in the morning, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know Isn't that what do. you were thinking? You
1: know the videos that you've seen of people breaking out in yeah. fights, ripping each other's clothing <laughs> off, flinging everything within right. reach at each other. I can imagine right. that at a waffle house at three AM, but an Arby's <laughs> no. see i kind
0: of picture the same kind of person that would be like at a grocery store arguing with the manager about why you only put
1: six packs in the cooler and not keep. that's what i was thinking <laughs> for those who don't know us oh yeah. well that oh, was dave well. <laughs> in the 80s okay yeah. in the 80s <laughs> that was dave. ended
0: on august 7th
1: 1990 that's, Just being clear here that's right that was the pre-sober dave yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, well it made sense to me at the I time know. it's still one of my favorites that one and wrigley field are my two favorite stories of yours because <laughs> oh, this long story short dave dave comes out of the fog and realizes yeah i'm at wrigley field how did i get here <laughs> yeah. i always
0: wanted to be in the bleachers but <laughs> I thought harry Carey was out here
1: singing in the seventh inning but i ain't seeing him <laughs> Just proof again, kids, that a lot of things that are really, really stupid seem perfectly reasonable when alcohol is involved. <laughs> yeah.
0: Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mag show where, you know, Mark, every now and again, you see a headline and you think, hmm, do I really care about this anymore? <laughs> You know,
1: (laughs) I, yeah, I get it. I get
0: it. And my, because back when you're in your twenties, you know, you're out Mm -hmm. of college and you're starting your career and you think I got to stay in shape. I got to, you know, or you hit your thirties and you think I really should try to get in shape or you hit your forties and you think, boy, I'm a schlub. I've never been an (laughs) athlete, but now's the time that I should work out, you know, Uh I think I'll run on the beach. But then I, yeah, I'm going to go. That's what I'm going to do. My first day of vacation, I've never jogged in my life, but boy, today's the day. And I think that there's a point in our fifties where we're going, no, I don't think so. Intense exercise while dieting
1: may reduce cravings for fatty food. I think this falls into the category of things. Everybody who has ever done this already knew but we had mm-hmm. to spend money on a study to make sure it's true. <laughs> In a yep. study that offers hope for human dieters, rats on a 30-day diet who exercised intensely <laughs> resisted cubes oh, for favored high-fat food pellets because we can, can all relate to that. I, I love me some f- flavored <laughs> some high-fat food pellets. I got to have them every day. Wow. The experiment wow. was designed to test resistance to the phenomenon wow. known as incubation of craving, meaning the longer a desired substance is denied, the harder it is to ignore signals for it. The findings suggest that exercise modulated how how hard the rats were willing to work for cues associated with the pellets, reflecting how much they craved them. While more research needs to be done, the study may indicate (laughs) that exercise can shore up restraint when it comes to certain foods. So says Tavis Brown, a Mm -hmm. Washington State University physiology and neuroscience researcher who apparently is spending your tax dollars to play with rats. (laughs) <laughs>
0: golly gee
1: whiz be. you become don't a phd in
0: physiology and neuroscience and mm-hmm. the best you can come up with is this
1: don't you really think, don't you think anybody like i said before who has ever gone on a diet and included exercise looks ah. at that fatty food that they used to crave all the time and says you know i'd better not because i'm <laughs> yeah it's causing all this pain i'd better not eat that I, you know right as much as you want it you tell yourself eh nah." You know, But even then, you start
0: working out. You start exercising. You start eating healthy. Your mm-hmm. body craves healthy stuff. It I mean, does, you don't yeah. want to eat that fatty donut anymore, and mm-hmm. it's because mm-hmm. it just doesn't appeal to you anymore. Mm. Donut- I know. Donuts. But again, once you get older, you're like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It just doesn't <laughs> matter because <laughs> all the really hot girls are going to go with the guys from Cam Mohawk because they got all the money. <laughs> you, you see a big rich fat love of a yeah. billionaire and he's got a model on his arm you know
1: <laughs> yeah I, I agree as you said earlier there is a line you cross where eh? who cares
0: <laughs> life radio.fm it's the mark and max show and you know mark when you and i talk off the air about stuff we're doing around the house you know right, just yeah. general maintenance and things i kind of laugh because you and i have basically the same thing going on yeah, you know one time much. or another yeah
1: but it's I don't always recall. something broken we're always working yeah. on something yes always <laughs> and it's like
0: i told Ladonna the other day just make a list and i'll pay somebody you know i, yeah. I mean it's i like well, that
1: it's not well, i'm incapable i just don't want to i tell you what the and this kind of ties into the story this like uh, there's a there's a noise i've been hearing and I can't place it. I can't place it mechanically. I can't play. I can't come up with any reason for this noise in in the wall by the headboard of our of our bed. I can't. It's just just a little little thunk thunk every now and then. And I, it's very clearly coming from inside the wall. And I have tried to rationalize what it is, what it could be, and how, how much it's going to cost to fix it. <laughs> you know, because that's kind of the process you go through as a homeowner. All right, what is this? What is this and how much is it going to cost to fix the problem? And I can't figure out what it is. The only thing I can figure is there's something inside the wall. There's something nesting in the wall right beside our bed. That's the only thing I can think of. (laughs) And I can't help but think how much I'm going to have to tear. I'm either going to have to tear the sheetrock out or I'm going to have to go from the outside in and tear the outside wall up to find out what's living in the wall of my house. Wow. Hmm. Well, a California. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just thinking a hammer in that sheet rock and you're done. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if it's a rabid raccoon, not so fast, Bubba. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, a California homeowner who heard rumbling coming from under her house during the winter was shocked when spring arrived with an answer. There were five bears living underneath her home. The homeowner told animal rescue group the the Bear League, just digest that for a second, Uh, the Bear League, I love it, that she and other residents of her house had heard a rumbling sound under the home during the winter that sounded like snoring. The Bear League (laughs) said on their Facebook post, the neighbors said they were imagining it because they said, you're imagining it. (laughs) They didn't hear anything. The homeowner discovered the sound was not her imagination when spring arrived, and she heard the unmistakable sounds of a mother bear waking up under the house. The Bear League says, we arrived immediately. We uninvited Mama Bear, not yet aware. There were four more bears under the house. Wow. The group said the mother bear had given birth to three cubs last year and ended up adopting a fourth cub that had been orphaned. So this woman had five bears living in the basement of her house and didn't know it. You know,
0: if I'm Goldilocks, I'm looking for that number for the bear league. Come on, bear league. I've heard of a beer league and a beer league could lead to finding bears under your house. But, you know, that's only going to be when you're telling the cops what you were trying to get out from under the house. Yeah. Also for, there were four bears under my house. I know it. I saw them, and I tried <laughs> to call the Bear League, but they didn't have any Anheuser-Busch, so I called you. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max Show, and every now and again, you'll see a story that you know began with the Coyote and Roadrunner, okay? An Acme Toolkit or whatever, this you know? To,
1: you're right, yeah.
0: NASA <laughs> to test giant slingshot (laughs) jonathan let that sink in for just a minute mark nasa it's nasa yes they have rockets right i mean (laughs) this is like evil knievel trying to jump the snake river Uh with a rocket Uh four years after we had gone to the moon
1: (laughs) no i don't think we're gonna make it evil (laughs) jonathan yaney he's the founder and ceo of california-based spin launch has taken every kid's dream and supersized it into a gargantuan reality, erecting a 300-foot-tall slingshot so powerful it'll make you want to hurl. Situated not far from the spaceport America in the wide-open deserts of New Mexico, the giant slingshot looks like a gigantic wheel. Using centrifugal force as its designing principle, a carbon-fiber arm spins objects at 5,000 RPM before firing them skyward. Once Earth's upper atmosphere is reached, small rockets attached to the payload kick into gear. So rockets are still involved. <laughs> Consuming 30% less fuel than a traditional rocket launch, this ancient method of thrust hopes to reinvent the way humans get things off-world. According to Yani, wow. what started as an innovative idea to make space more accessible has materialized into a technically mature and game-changing approach to launch. NASA agrees, wow. recently announcing a partnership with a startup to help develop this less expensive launch technology into the wave of the future. The best uh-huh. part, this current giant slingshot, it's just a uh, it's just a model. It's a miniature. Right. The next iteration is designed to be three times this size. <sighs> well, I would hope so, because, you know, <laughs> miniature isn't going to be a whole lot of value to any of us. Yeah, I that's mean. true. Yeah. Well...
0: Oh, good grief.
1: Could they actually put people into space with this thing? Because think about being spun in. The, think about the, the centrifugal force. Think about the G forces spinning these things around until it spits you out at 5,000 miles an hour. <laughs> I'm sure not. I'm not signing up to be on the first crew.
0: (laughs) Here's the problem, Mark. When we were kids and we were out playing with stuff, we we would work on this stuff and have a great idea. And we would try it out in the woods with no adult supervision. And we'd go, wow, that didn't work. Okay, well, kids don't go outside to learn that now, so take away all the street smarts and all the learning, and you just have this class. So basically, this is what happens when a group of children (laughs) grow up with only paper book learning and no outside stuff. This sounded like a good idea, but when you and I tried it, we broke a window or hit Mr. Mm -hmm. Olson's car. Whatever happened, we were grounded for a week, you know? (laughs) But when NASA does it, oops. Oops. Boom. Wait a minute. Hear this. Mark and Mac are back.
1: The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm.